Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The right of the people to keep and wear orange shall not be infringed. Welcome to the Q's Militia Podcast with those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. Give us a like on Facebook at Q's Militia Podcast and follow on Twitter at Q's Militia. All right, what's up, Q's Nation? Thanks for tuning in to the Q's Militia Podcast with Sean and Joe. If you like it, please share it. As always, if you could subscribe, that would be awesome. Help us climb the charts on iTunes or uh, wherever you listen by subscribing. We appreciate that. Uh, Syracuse basketball heads to Columbus, Ohio to face number 16, Ohio State University Wednesday. That is tomorrow since tonight is Tuesday, November 28th at 7.15. But first, as always, before we get into all the great stuff we have to talk about, we got to hear from my bookie. Um, you know, watching football is fun, but it's more entertaining when you have some action on the game. Uh, guys, you've heard me talk about this for weeks, months possibly at this point, and some of you are still on the sidelines. I don't know why, but whether you're an expert or a rookie, you should be betting at my bookie. If you're the kind of guy or gal that likes to bet a little and win a lot, like playing numbers on roulette, you can create a big parlay. Pick three teams to win, and if you hit all three, you could turn 100 bucks into 600 bucks. There's a ton to bet on. College basketball, football, NBA, NHL, custom props, even eSports, you name it. It's on there. Uh, my bookie is one bet I know you'll be happy with all year. I recommend these guys because I really trust them. My bookie has been in business for years. They've got great online reviews, and their mobile site is easy to use. Sign up this week, and my bookie will give you a 50% deposit bonus to jumpstart your bankroll. It's a great way to bank even more money when you win. Also, make sure to follow them on Twitter at BetMyBookie. They personally respond to every mention in DM, not to mention that they've given away more than $10,000 in free money to their followers this football season. You'll be the first to know as soon as the new odds come out or uh, props are posted. Don't miss out on one of the best weeks to bet on sports this year. Log on to my bookie right now and use promo code QS25 and get that 50% deposit bonus. That's promo code QS25. M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. My bookie. You play, you win, you get paid. Okay. That's... Yeah. Yeah. Go to my bookie. I'll check it out. Check it out. Check it out. Um, all right. Real quick. Bam, bam. This is our 100th episode. It's not going to be Ooh. flashy. We're not going to play fancy music, but no. we've hit triple digits, and that's pretty cool. And, uh, you know, it's yeah. thanks to you guys. That's crazy. Uh, for listening. We really appreciate it. And yes. so, basically, 100 episodes in two years, because on... On Thursday, it'll be this. This podcast will be two years old, and it went fast. Oh, you remembered our anniversary? Yes, of course, Joe. How could I forget, uh, buddy? Um, no, I didn't. <laughs> um, so, if you, all right, if you 
haven't gone to see uh, the Orange Appeal Network, if you give them a like on Facebook, that would be great. That is Dale Shackerford and um, Roosevelt Bowie's. Uh, they do a post-game show after basketball games live on Facebook. Give them a like on that page, Orange Appeal, A-P-P-E-E-L. Okay, you see that? See what they did there? And you Whoa, can follow them on Twitter, right? Yeah, you can follow them on Twitter at Orange Appeal Network, I believe it is. So uh, help them out. Look, you know you've made it when you, when you go to your Facebook page and you got comments on there from Dale Shackelford and he's liking posts and stuff. I mean, hello. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Yes. You know you've made it. And, and maybe we haven't made it, but it sure feels like it. Um, so, okay. Syracuse heads to Ohio State. We're going to get over, get on with that after we do some of this uh, th- this news on these uh, football awards that came out uh, yesterday and today. Um, yeah. But they got the new uh, net ratings out. See, you know, I'm not. We're not going to get into it too much because I want to really understand it before I talk about it. But it just seems to me that after all the credit we gave the NCAA for the quadrant system last year and how well we thought it worked and how obvious we thought things. Um, played out when it did come to the tournament season, how we could almost predict that stuff by looking at that quadrant system. Now they've added this freaking net system, NCAA evaluation tool ranking. Well, I'll tell you who the tool is. It's the NCAA. It's a guy who constantly mess with stuff. So yeah. as soon as we All figure it out, uh, we'll get, you know, We'll, we'll talk about it, I guess, because we're going to have to. Yeah. It's, it's too early uh, yeah, in the season to talk about it, it anyway. All right. I haven't looked at it yet, but people, they say that the RPI has got flaws. but uh, Well, yeah. But. Have, I mean, but according to what you had told me, Ohio State is number one in this net thing. So Yeah, and Syracuse um, is 92nd. Okay, so right there, I'm going to let you know that there's a flaw somewhere. <laughs> right? That's what I'm saying. Okay. Thank and you. We'll I'm not the only one. we'll look into it more. And we'll figure yeah. it out, and we'll be able to explain it a little bit better, hopefully. Yeah. Because right now, I don't know what it's about. Well, looking based at based on those numbers. Yeah, looking at the uh, looking at the like all of the formulas that they put out, I'm just like, oh my gosh, it's like almost overly complicate things. But we'll 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 get it to you as soon as we figure it out. All right. Yeah. So let's dive in. Um, what do you want to do first? Let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do the the good one first. Andre Sisco was named ACC Defensive Rookie of the Year. Seven interceptions. The dude's all over the field. True freshman. He's on the he's on the first team ACC, all ACC team. Yep. And he deserves every bit of that. And they got one right. They got one right. And that so is Andre Schmidt was too, right? He was first well, team. Well, no, I'm saying as far as handing out an award, yeah, Andre Schmidt was first team too. But I'm I'm saying as far as Andre Cisco being named the defensive rookie of the year, they got that right. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So congrats to him. And um, you know what's awesome about that is is that he's only going to get better. <laughs> mm, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's got it makes me giddy, man. I'm sorry. Well, it's uh, just nice to know. You see a freshman come in and you know that you have a starter there until he decides to leave. So Yeah, absolutely. So then let's talk about Babers. Uh he was runner up to Dabo Sweeney today for the ACC coach <laughs> of the year. Okay. Now, I believe Clemson was what in the regular season last year? Eleven and one? Okay. Yeah. Um it, is there any is there anything that 
I mean, if that's all you're going to do is look at a record and be like, oh, well, they went 12-0. and 0. Well, if it's going to be that easy, why bother handing out the award? Because it's a brain-dead brain formula, in my opinion. You've got a yeah. guy who took this team in his third year, doesn't even have all of his players in, in, in place yet. He's still working with the uh, previous coach's recruits, and he's turned this team around a 180. Yeah. Snapped a five-year streak with no bowl game. Took a team that hadn't been ranked in 17 years and brought them all the way up to 12th before losing to number three and yep. um, falling and finishing, what, 19th or 18th? These are 18th now, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, how you don't take Babers, finish 4-8, four 4-8 and eight, four and eight, past two years, and his third year finishes 9-3, and three, go into a decent bowl game. I, I thought it's about what, no, what you pick, do in a season. Pick to finish what? Second to last. Sec, yeah. Vegas only had us at four and a half games. Yeah, they only. Yeah. So I mean, you got to at some point you got to look at expectations, like you said. I mean, I talked to my brother about it, and he was like, "Well, they went undefeated," and I'm like, "So." I mean, if that if it's going to be that brain dead. To. Yeah, if it's going to be that brain They've dead, that's how we're going to do it the whole year. The ACC, the ACC was a little off this year. So yeah, for a team like Clemson to go twelve and zero, not a huge feat, in my opinion. I think it's. I think it takes. Obviously, they're good. I understand that. Oh, they are but good. We almost I, had them. I mean, could you take anybody other than Dabo Sweeney and put him in that position and and go twelve and zero? Uh, yeah, I think you could. No, I, I, think, I don't want to take credit away from Dabo I, Sweeney because I think he's a good coach. But I, I do mean, too, he does but. get what top five, top ten recruiting classes every single year. So. He does have the players in place, um, so obviously it makes it a little bit easier. And, I mean, I think they were really kind of expected to do what they did. So Sure, it's still hard to go 12-0, though. I agree with that. <laughs> no, I don't know. They, they made the quarterback change, and they went through some, some – Yeah, the transfer kinda... issue and everything. Right, right, right. So, uh, yeah, and they almost had a hiccup with us in between all that. And I'm not one to did... usually just stick my neck out there and say this is how it should be. Because I don't really like being like that. It'd be that would be pontificating, but no oh boy. <laughs> but um, uh, Dino Baber should have got ACC Coach of the Year, and I don't. Yeah. I don't know how he didn't. I think it's yeah, a travesty. I don't either. It's awful. So <laughs> uh, I thought I, I was probably more expected by most people. So yeah, yeah. But absolutely. hey, you know what though? I mean, it just adds fuel to the fire. Yeah, that's because true. People like Dino Babers, you know, and probably who we're going to talk about next is <laughs> just adds fuel to the fire, man. Yeah. And you don't, I mean, it's just an individual award, and you're talking about guys who care more about the overall team and, and how they end up um, over individual awards. But nonetheless, it still internally adds a little bit of fuel to that fire. So that's right. And then the all ACC team came out. Uh, first team safety, obviously, Andre Cisco, uh, kicker. Uh, Andre Schmidt, he's on the first yep. team. Punter. Vote for Lou Groza. Yeah, Lou Groza. It's still going on. Uh, punter, Sterling Hoffrichter, first team. Jamal yes, Custis, wide receiver. He's on the second team. Defensive yeah. end, Alton Robertson. He's on the second team. Linebacker, Ryan Guthrie. He's on the second team. And then you got QB, Eric Dungy on the third team. Uh, offensive tackle, Coda Martin, third team. Receiver, I guess, athletic position. Receiver, returner. Sean Riley on the third team. Yeah, he. I mean, he deserves that yeah. too. Now, yep. there was a lot of, you know, you saw a lot of, oh, Dungy should be on the first team. And, you know, um, there was some outrage. 
about it. I think the only thing to really be outraged about, though, is is uh, the Coach Babers thing. But yeah, so that's the worst. Yeah. I, now I looked and I said, you know, I'm outraged too. You know, and I I purposely I put up something uh, and I think it was Facebook and it was intentionally hyperbolic to just to you know pour fuel on the fire basically. But <laughs> afterwards, I, w- I, I after <laughs> afterwards I went and I looked at all the stats between Trevor Lawrence, Ryan Finley, who's Trevor Lawrence's second team, and Ryan Finley is first team, and Eric Dungey is third team. So I went through and I looked at all of I looked at all of the um, stats between them. You got completion percentage, okay, Dungey's at sixty, Finley's at sixty two point or sixty seven point four and Trevor Lawrence is at sixty six. All right. Efficient passing efficiency. Dungey is fifty seventh with one thirty five. Uh, Finley is twenty eighth with 150.1, and Trevor Lawrence is 17th with 156. Now, mm-hmm. passing TDs, this is really tight. Dungy's 52nd with 17. Finley is 36th with 21. Okay, and then Trevor Lawrence leads out of the three at 33rd with 22. Now, when you go to yards, how many games did Trevor Lawrence play? He didn't play the first four, right? Uh, I mean, they sprinkled him in, but Did they? Okay, he but didn't he... start until Syracuse. Right, and Ryan Finley, he played every game, right? Yep. And uh, Dungy, he missed most of Notre Dame. And oh, yeah. And most of Notre Dame, a half of Florida State. In, um, in the finish of UNC. A quarter of Western Michigan, sure. a little bit of Wagner, right. a little bit of UConn. Right. I mean, he's missed probably overall close to – I'd say probably two games. Right. Total so, worth of quarters, and it's got to be close. Dungy's yards, total yards, is 46, 25, 65, and he's 57th on yards per game. His yards per game, 215. That's not terrible. Throwing? Yeah. 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 Um, Ryan Finley is 11th. Uh, passing yards total, 3,380, 3, and he's 7th with 307 a game. And yep. Trevor Lawrence... And despite not be really playing a ton until being started in the fifth game of the season against Syracuse, actually he's 53rd with 24.88, and he's 62nd uh, with 2.07 a game. So yeah. right there, those those are pretty much your your um, your quarterback numbers. Those are your quarterback numbers, okay? Um, and I, Ryan Finley leads it. I mean, he just does. So when you look I at get it, it, right? Well, I guess I think a lot of it, obviously, is Syracuse fans are emotional about it because of Eric Dungy and what he's done and the records he's broken. Um, right. And we, you know, the fact that you say all those things, which are quarterback numbers, but if you pile on the, what, 723 yards rushing and 15 rushing touchdowns. Yeah, and I have all that, too, and that's what I was going to get into next. Well, Cause you got points. proceed. Re- points responsible for. Okay? These are all the points that you score, whether you kick a field goal or you grab the snap and run it in, it doesn't matter. Um, Dungy, 16th in the country with 192. By mm-hmm. the way, Andre Schmidt is 52nd in the country with 141. Uh, Ryan Finley is 46th with 134. And Trevor Lawrence is 56th with 138. Now, when you look at... the go back and look at passing TDs and you look at Dungy 17 to Ryan Finley's 21 with Ryan Finley only throwing an extra 800 yards for four more touchdowns. That's, you know, that's roughly 200 yards per touchdown. 
Do, do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, well, that's where the argument comes in. Right. Obviously, they looked at more of the prestigious quarterbacks and more of the, you know, NC Brian Finley, they talked about him going pro last year, and he came back and stayed, and he's a pocket quarterback. He's probably going to be one of the better, you know, um, prospects in the draft next year, uh, and NC State's been a pretty good team the last couple of years, and obviously Clemson being, you know, the, the pedigree of our conference, and with Trevor Lawrence, he is – you know, probably going to be a Heisman candidate next year. Uh, he's that good. Another but, NFL quarterback. Sure. Right. Exactly. But again, you know, he did miss a bunch of games and uh, you can only really go by the stats, right? I mean, you really can't go by, oh, well, if he would have played those four games, because then you could have said the same thing about Eric Dungey. And again, um, it just kind of goes against the fact that, I mean, once you add those numbers up, then I, to me, it's not even really close. You know what I mean? The yardage might be there, but the points and the points everything and, like yeah, and the, the the way that Eric Dungy has carried a team, fifteen rushing touchdowns. You know how many rushing touchdowns Ryan Finley has? One. Yeah, well, like I said, I mean, rushed. I'll tell you what: if they were going to do that as far as position wise for quarterback, if there was a an at ACC MVP vote, right? As far as player, yeah, or like player of the year, offensive uh-huh. player of the year. Then it would to me, or you know, as far as like most valuable player to the team, then it would be Eric Dungy. Right. No doubt, Eric Dungy was more important to this team than. Um, it's tough to say about Ryan Finley. It really is. That's really the, the you know the question I know, mark. I know, that's thing. the that's the whole thing. That's what's tough but, about it. You know, and you can. But say I mean, to be perfectly honest with you, if Dabo would have stayed with Kelly Bryant, they still could have ended up going undefeated the whole year. You know, and then sure. this conversation would be a with probably about Kelly Bryant and not Trevor Lawrence. So Trevor Lawrence, um, one rushing touchdown too, by the way, don't we said Dungy has 15 ETN has 19. So he's a running back. (laughs) Yeah, I know he has four more than, than Dungy. Um, TD to interception ratio too is, uh, Dungy with 17 and seven interceptions and Finley with 21 TDs and eight interceptions. Yeah. Now Trevor Lawrence has played less. I think if you break down the minutes, 22, TDs to four interceptions. So, no. all right, my point here is no doubt in my mind. Trevor Lawrence, if he plays the whole year, is probably going to put the numbers and up. It runs sure. away, he runs away with it. Yeah, um, and, but according to all of this right here, I don't think Dungy should be first. I don't. But there's a case to be made for <laughs> second. I think three. I think third is fair. Well, they're all so close. It's going to come down to politics, exactly. and I exactly. think we know when it comes down to ACC football where we stand. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Okay. Well, I just wanted to clear that up. It was all the buzz on Twitter, and I know some of you that listen especially probably, with that Babers. Yeah, especially with Babers. That really, that really, that really kind of no. And surprised. Did you get Coda Martin made third team? Right. Yes, he did. Yep. Okay, and then I saw the uh, honorable mentions, Cody Conway, our left tackle, and Chris Slayton. Okay. Which, again, so I don't Kendall really – Coleman. Kendall Coleman, nothing, and which is kind of crazy too. But um, to me, Chris Slayton, that's just, again, that's just one of those things where it just shows that it doesn't really come down – it comes down to stats. Chris Slayton is the reason why Ryan Guthrie's second team, why Keelan Whitner – had all those tackles, why Kendall Coleman and Alton Robinson had all those sacks. Uh, he just took on double teams every single time. 
like we talked about from the beginning of the year when we knew when we were talking about the defense, we knew that. I mean, he got double teamed like that last year. So yeah. he's just one of those, you know, one of those guys where he does a lot of the dirty work and he doesn't get a lot of the uh, credit, you know, a lot of the credit. And I just definitely wanted to give a props to him because he's one of those seniors again where, you know, Custis got second team. Everyone's talking about Dungy, you know, um, Strickland's had a pretty good year. You know, everyone's talking about these other seniors. And I feel like he's probably our best NFL prospect on the team. And he doesn't really get talked about just because he doesn't put up stats. And to be perfectly honest with you, I mean, the defense isn't going to be able to stop the run. And, and, and those defensive ends aren't going to be able to get those sacks without what Chris Slayton has done for this team this year. And I just yeah. want to give him props and let him know that he's not going. You know, whether he listens or not, I'm just letting people know, like, you got to let him know that he's uh, – He's not going unforeseen. Yeah, he's an integral part of that defense. There's yeah, no absolutely. Doubt. And, and I think that, you know, and, and to be perfectly honest with you, I'm afraid that next year it, we're going to actually see how much we're actually going to yeah. miss him. Well, um, just to wrap it up, you know, um, it's not – there's no formula for it. And like Joe said, in it's – it's true. It's just politicking, and we care more as fans about of course, about our about our our players and our and our team getting respect uh, from you know the public. We care more about that than they do. Uh, right. You know, they're, they're probably not even thinking, about it, including coach. Coach don't care. He don't care. Well, and that's the thing is, like I said, they care more about the team. Him, Dungy, they care more about the team than the actual individual accolades. So, again, this we're is We're the ones just, that get all butthurt about it, which is fine. Well, right, because we're sticking up for our team. Again, yeah. um, you know, we had a great year. You know, like we talked about in our adult lives, is the best year ever. And, um, <laughs> you know, we want to see us get credit. We want to see us, you know, and I think we have. Believe it or not, nas- I was National an adult. media and stuff like that. Yeah, but. When um, uh, McNabb was. Playing. That was an adult, believe it or not. I know you're a little younger, but oh, gee, I didn't even have so. two hair on your chest yet. No, I just hope that uh, I hope that they use that to to just add fuel to the fire for this bowl game, man. And it's going to be cool too because we talk about all the time, like um, you know, the new f- like freshman. You know, you can play a certain amount of games. I think that this is just a perfect opportunity. Obviously, you have your seniors, you have your guys, you know, are going to be, you know, play a majority of the game. You want to go out there, you're playing against a good team. But, I mean, damn, you got 15 practices almost three weeks. Um, I mean, this is where you can come out and you're, you're kind of auditioning for the next season. There's a lot of guys that can go out there, yeah. play a game, not lose their, their red shirt, get red shirted, and kind of, you know, leave some type of memory or some type of lasting memory in that coach's head for the next season. You know what I mean? Yep. So, you know, it's just one of those things. I just hope that, I mean, uh, I'm kind of pumped about it because, again, with this stuff, I just feel like just like media day when we talked about pre like the, the beginning of the season, just not feeling like you just get the national respect. And we won the games and, you know, the media started to talk about us and stuff, but I still feel like they got something to prove. And obviously with these – uh first team, second team, ACC stuff and coach of the year. Like, obviously we still haven't had, I still, they don't get the, they don't get it. They don't get it yet. And I think we got to do something come this bowl game to uh, kind of let them know that we're here. Yeah, absolutely. All right. This game's preview is brought to you by JP Mulligans. 
and Shopping Town Barbershop. Uh, remember, J.P. Mulligan's uh, has their happy hour every Monday through Friday, 4 to 6. Trivia Tuesdays, every NFL game, every Sunday. And, of course, they play every Syracuse game. And you can go there and hang out with Cuse fans. Stool up, grab a frosty beverage and some grub. Grab some wings or whatever wings. whatever you got. Um, if Get it's the behind wing. the bar, go ahead and grab some swag. And Shopping Town Barbershop, open Tuesday to Friday, 8 a.m. to 5.45. And Saturdays, 7 a.m. to 2. $15 cuts with six full-time barbers. A family-friendly atmosphere. Um, TVs for your viewing pleasure while you're getting tightened up. The only real game in town. Go there. See Joe. Uh, not me. Not not you. See no, Joey. Me, no. So Joey, the I'm, barber. You can't no, miss it's him. It's a great place. Great, great place. place. I used to get my hair cut there. I'd still go there if I lived in Syracuse. They used to do the. They or used to do I the hot. Hair. They used to do the hot. Uh, did you ever get a hot lather shave? Oh yeah, they do it every oh, time. Oh yeah. They don't not anymore. They don't do it anymore. It freaked me out the first time. They don't even ask you. Oh oh man, get the hot lather. Oh boy. Yeah, yeah that's great. And, and then you and then you realize a dude's doing it too, and you're like, whoa, should not feel that good. All right, Joe, Syracuse heads to Valley City Arena in Columbus, Ohio, uh, Wednesday, November 28th, 7-15 tip-off, Syracuse to take on OSU. OSU is 6-0, and and we mentioned by the net system, whatever the hell yeah, that is. They're first, <clears throat> and they've got wins over Cleveland State, Samford, South Carolina State, uh, and Purdue-Fort Wayne, okay? Ooh. They've got... Their biggest I heard win. Good this year. Their biggest win's probably over Creighton. Uh, that was a nine-point win. And, no Cincy. And that and their other win was over Cincinnati, like you said, and that was an eight-point win. Uh, not too impressed by those numbers, but they are shooting fifty um, percent field goals. Okay. Yeah. And they are also shooting. Uh, by the way, that's eighteenth in the nation, and they also are shooting. Pretty good from behind the arc. They're 55th in the nation at 39%. And that right there, that <clears throat> worries me. Yep, should. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it worries, we're done here. It worries, it worries me too. <laughs> hey, we're done here. You've heard everything you need to hear. No, uh, they're a good team, man. They uh, Last year, first year head coach Chris Holtman led Ohio State 25-9 and nine season. They went 15-3. and three. In the Big Ten, tied for second, ended up getting a five seed, beat South Dakota State first game, lost to Gonzaga the second game. Um, they had a little bit of turnover, some some uh, senior guards and uh, a sophomore, a junior, uh, Bates Diop, one of their best players. He he went to the draft, so uh, they did lose a couple players, but they got a pretty good um, recruiting class that came in, and they also got a graduate transfer senior from wake forest uh Keyshawn woods so um like you said with their numbers they shoot pretty efficiently and their defense is actually uh pretty good um again it's tough to gauge this team because we really don't know how good cincinnati or creighton or um you know the uh beasts of indiana purdue fort wayne but um <laughs> we don't know how good they are yet <clears throat> but um i guess we'll see uh, they do run a lot of guards. They usually they go about eight deep, of seven uh, main minutes. They start uh, a senior guard, C.J. Jackson. He has thir- averages thirteen points per game, six one, so not too tall. Uh, a freshman point guard, Luther Muhammad, who's their their best, uh, or most highly touted uh, recruit that came in this past year. He's six three. Uh, he averages about nine and a half points a game. 
Um, Andre Wesson, a junior, 6'6 forward, averages about 7.5 points per game. I was looking at the box scores, and he really doesn't put up a lot of stats. But he, He's your three-shooter, he though. But he plays a lot of minutes, and uh, to me, he he seems like the kind of lockdown defender kind of guy. Like he's in there because he's a good defender. Um, well, him and another, him and Washington are your they're your dangerous outside three point shooters. shooters. Yes, Dwayne Washington Jr. He comes off the bench. He's another freshman, and he's shooting forty eight percent from the threes right now, uh, averaging nine and a half ten points a game. Uh, he's a six foot three guard as well. And Keyshawn Woods, that a graduate senior that I talked about. He's coming from Wake Forest, so he's played against Syracuse, and um, he's a 6'3 guard, and um, he averages eight points per game. Um, going back to the other uh, starters, Kyle Young, 6'8", sophomore forward, averages seven points, five rebounds, and uh, Caleb Wesson, who I can only imagine is related to that Andre Wesson guy, but this is the guy we got to worry about. Uh, he's 6'9", 270 pounds. He's a sophomore. Uh, he averages 15 points, six rebounds, and just based upon his size, I feel like that's somebody who's going to give us problems, especially considering uh, we don't know if Chuku is going to play. His centers, uh, big centers, are going to be they're going to give us a fit all year. Now, yeah, don't get me wrong, six nine, six nine isn't tall, but when you're two seventy, that you're, makes that's up. That's a big dude. That makes up for a couple inches. Sure. He's going to be able to clear some space, so we're definitely going to have to. Uh, our guards are going to have to come down and help rebound. Uh, Brissett's going to have to be in there. Um, and overall, like we said, their defense statistically uh, has been good. But again, it's just one of those games where it's so early in the rankings. As long as you're like a team like Ohio State, if you're 6-0 and and you have other teams that lose, then you're going to fall off. And they really don't look at who you play this early. And no one really knows how good people are. So you can really only go by what the numbers that you see. So, um, you know, shooting 50% and shooting from that from three point, that's what they're doing. And, yeah. you know, when we've played similar opponents or like, you know, like teams that have similar talent, like UConn and like Oregon in that last tournament, they both kind of shot around 50% and they did shoot pretty good at the three point line. Right. So, right. But we didn't have, we well, didn't we didn't have, have Frank Howard, and again, there's, this is another dynamic, but again, he's still trying to make his way back, sure. and we've been used to playing four or five games without him at a different rotation, so again, we're still in that limbo of figuring out um, how many minutes people are going to get, uh, which lineups can play with, with which lineups, and, and what roles uh, people are going to take over, so um, it's going to be a tough game, especially on the road. Uh, it's... <laughs> It's it's definitely gonna be a tough one without this, a doubt. You is know? this a? Would you say this is kind of? I mean, it's too early to say it's a must win, but I mean, I feel like that it's definitely important enough to where if you go there and you get your ass handed to you, man, then. <laughs> Dude, no, I know, I get it. I mean, right now they're ranked sixteenth um, in the in the normal polls, and I looked at Ken Palm. Uh, right now, he's Ken Palm still has us at 17th, um, and uh, or sorry, he has us at 20th with an offense adjusted offense of efficiency of 42 and defense still a six. And he's got Ohio State ranked 23rd in um, the offense of uh, adjusted offense is 35th and adjusted defense is 20th. So again, I mean, you're probably most likely looking at two tournament teams. My fear is that they they're ranked because of their record and their schedule so far. Um, the schedule might hurt them 
come later in in the year, and they were, I think, preseason picked like I think around tenth in the Big Ten. So unless they have something up their sleeve, or some guys are better than others, or I mean, I don't really know. They were, they were like I said, they were good last year, but they had a little bit of turnaround or turnover. And uh, again, it's just so so early. You don't know how good the team's going to be. Just because they're ranked 16th today or number one in the net doesn't mean that that's going to be the case when it comes conference play. So. You know, the best thing that, that is for us is that it's a road game. Yeah, well, <clears throat> yeah, and, you know, I guess... You that, just got to uh, compete. Yeah, no, you got to... You gotta, well, I, I... Like I said, I don't want to say this is a must-win, but I feel like this would be making a statement if we did win. Okay, I guess that's... Uh, that's the only well, that's... Right. And that's what we have to do. I'm hoping that uh, Frank Howard can come in and kind of put a stamp on it and, you know, kind of... The- the, the thing officially that, announced that he's back and that there's nothing to worry about and we can just go on with our lives and you know yeah, that's kind of well yeah that would be the nicest thing right uh, the, the thing that worries me is the, the the last game against Colgate we did see more offense from Syracuse it was more um, chilled out a little bit it was a more is more um, controlled I should say well you saw people in their traditional roles right but. I have yet to see the defense really impress me. So, I mean, they did well about halfway through that game. Well, or, excuse me, halfway through the second half, they kind of started it. But that's when the offense was rolling, too. Well, Frank Howard so, was a part of that, too. Absolutely. But, he was up there in steals last year in the ACC. He was right up. I mean, 6'5", too. He's lengthy, uh, and he's better there than Carey and some of the other guys that are there. You know, nothing right. against Carey. He's, well, he's, he's been there for four years. Uh, he's just... All right. Knows it better. All right. So well, look, again, I everything's look, so subjective. Here's the again, deal: you don't know. Here's the deal. No, there's no deal. Yeah, you no just more. stop talking no for a second so I can get this freaking in. Uh, look, you have not done a my bookie pick Ugh. for basketball yet. So no. um, Joe's my bookie pick is brought to us by my bookie. You know what? <laughs> if you uh, if you. Go ahead and you let's see. Let's see. Let's see. You use let's see. What were the hell? What are we it? gonna do? What, what are we gonna do? What is it? Oh, here we go. Sign up this week and my bookie will give you fifty percent deposit bonus to jumpstart your bankroll. It's a great way to bank even more money when you win. Don't miss out on this. Log on to my bookie right now and use promo code Qs25 to get that fifty percent deposit bonus. That's promo code Qs25. You play, you win, you get paid. Joe, they're given Syracuse. It opened up at four and a half. I think it was four or four and a half, yeah. Okay, well it's up to five and a half now. Whoa. Okay. So, um, what Buying are you going to do? The buck guys. What are you going to do, guy? Huh? I'm going to take I'm taking Syracuse. You're going to take Syracuse to cover five and a half. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's it? I guess we already I mean, explained everything, huh? You just told me to stop talking. <laughs> and now you want to ask questions. <laughs> I just don't get you sometimes, man. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, Unbelievable. No, uh, I think it's going to be a close game. You do. You I think, think it's going to be a close game? Well, my point about making my point about the defense was is if the defense shows up and they they play the defense right, Ohio State might fizzle. But I am a little worried about their three point shooting. With well, the their guard plays good, but again, it comes down to uh, we always talk about opponent that's not used sure. to seeing a certain defense and. Uh, my main number one agenda, if I was Bayheim, would be to try to get that 
Wesson dude in, in foul trouble and um, just make it to where it's just it's guards trying to shoot threes, you know, and just hope that they don't shoot 50%. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, the two games that, that you know, they're two toughest games, I guess you want to call it, out of the six that they played, Cincinnati and Creighton, they they scored less than 70 in both of those games. No. Well, I'll tell you, it's traditionally Cincinnati has very good defense. They've been our tournament team year after year, uh, Cronin, and um, they definitely, they usually, they're usually low scoring games. All right, Joe, I know you just got done talking, but <laughs> <laughs> I know you probably want to ask give... me another question. Do you dare ask me I know question? you probably got a final thought. Let's keep it under 30 Always seconds, do. though. Go. Always do. Go. Every once in a while, we want to give some uh, other, you know, Syracuse outlets, some props on some some things. And I just I saw I read an article today on newsmagician.com. Uh, title is an ode to Eric Dungy, the Syracuse player who makes it happen. And there he is. Read it. It's a good read. And you will not be disappointed. OK, hey, I, I haven't even seen that one. So, yeah. All right. Well, thanks everybody who listened. One hundred episode one hundred is in the books. We turned two yes, in two days. Go Cuse, B O S U hashtag mm-hmm. B O S U. And yep. um, I want to again thank J P Mulligan's Shopping Town Barber Shop, James on Guitar, and uh, am I forgetting anybody? Joe, is that it? I think that's it. I think that's it. I think that's it. All right, for Joe, yep. I'm Sean. We are out. Hey. This has been the Q's Militia Podcast with Sean and Joe. Be heard. Contact us on Facebook at Q's Militia Podcast and tweet at us using hashtag Q's Militia. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast.